As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Megan. Happy to be here with you. Took a bit of a break last week. We have had a whirlwind November and continuing into December. It's still going to be a whirlwind. Lots of travel in November and December. In fact, our show today is based on some of my travels that I had a couple of weeks ago in November. My first trip was to Newport Beach, California. My second trip was to Vegas at two very different places, by the way. I mean, if you've been to Newport Beach and Vegas, you know what I'm talking about. No comparison whatsoever. Went to two events. The first event was the Live Out Loud Experience. One of my clients and friends, Brooke Thomas, hosts that event every year. It's absolutely incredible at the Ritz-Carlton Laguna Niguel. And I really got to be a participant at that event. It was just absolutely extraordinary. Then I jet set it over to Vegas, super short flight for my friend and colleague, Shamika Tankerson's Game On Live event. Also got to be a participant there. And on the final day of her event, I got to speak on the main stage to her incredible group of men and women entrepreneurs who were there to be game on, game on live. So it was an extraordinary experience, met some incredible people at both events. I'm not going to do a full recap of the events. I have so many takeaways. I could create tons of podcast episodes based on my learnings. And some of my our future episodes will certainly come from what I gathered at the two events. I'm going to talk about one particular experience that I had at the Game On Live event in Vegas. I believe this was on the evening of day one, or maybe it was day two. I don't remember. It was day one or day two. Maybe it was the evening of day two. No, it was the evening of day one, I believe. Um, Shamika does a board-breaking exercise during the evening session. Now, I've broken boards before at events. You know, Tony Robbins does the walk on fire, the fire walk. I've broken a board at Michael Burnoff's event. Uh, other people do. It's like a wooden arrow and you put it at your throat and it's on somebody else's chest and you walk forward and the arrow snaps in half. Anyway, uh, she did a board breaking exercise. And usually when you do a board breaking exercise, well, not usually, sometimes it just depends on the facilitator. You'll write something on the board that you want to break through. And so at Shamika's event, we, they passed the boards out and I'd never been to her event before, but a lot of the folks in the room had. And one of the first things they said when the board started being passed out was, oh my gosh, the boards are so much thicker than they were in the past. And there were folks who were already getting a little scared. And so on one side of the board, we wrote down two of our goals. And then on the, my goals have like already changed since then. So I'm not going to tell you what they are. Well, I guess one is relevant. The other one, not as much, not as relevant. Uh, my first goal was exposure to new and more audiences through speaking opportunities four to eight times per month. And then on the other side, we flipped it over and we wrote down 
anything that we wanted to break through and leave behind. So I'll read what I have. And if you're watching this on video, I'll hold it up so you can see my board. There's my board. So I've got hiding, trying to do it all myself, playing small, controlling the environment, doubt, small, just enough asks, rejection of self. That's an interesting one. Rejection of self. I think I came up with that one at the Live Out Loud experience was a couple of, it was a couple of days before I went to the game on live experience. So back to the board. So the, someone else came in to run this board breaking exercise. So she's setting the tone, setting the stage, getting us prepped. And there are two stations on the stage. So we are forming a line on either side of the stage. The audience wasn't, you know, everybody was excited, but there was also some fear and some concern and some uncertainty and doubt in the room. Well, I had broken a board before. So the woman sharing about the experience, how is it all going to go down? Obviously, she is speaking to concerns that people have and the mindset around going up and breaking a board and thinking you can't break it and all that stuff. And one of the visualization exercises that she says to do And what you want to tell yourself is visualize that the board is um, as thin as a cracker. So tell yourself it's as thin as a cracker and visualize that the board is like a saltine cracker. And so I'm not afraid at all. I've done it before. I know it's not hard to do. I know I'm going to break the board. And so I went on the side of the stage that I was sitting on. And I think I was the third or fourth person in line. So I got up pretty quickly, went, took my board up there get on the stage. There's a station beside me. I put my board. So there's two chairs back to back with about 12 to 16 inches in between them. And you place your board on the top of those two chairs. So there's a gap in between the chairs. And before we hop up there, she's showing us how to break the board. Now I have broken a board in the past standing and someone else is holding the board and you use the meaty palm of your hand, like the palm of your hand, the meaty part down towards the bottom to break the board. And I found that to be pretty easy. And this time the board is laying flat above on top of two, laying on top of two chairs. And so you make a fist and you break the board on the pinky side of your hand, but on the meaty part of your hand. So between the pinky finger And your wrist bone, right? That fleshy kind of meaty part of your hand when you ball it up and make a fist, that's the part that you're striking the board with. So she, she, uh, shows us that she had Shamika come up and demonstrate it. And she said, when you make the motion to strike the board, you can also let out a sound. And uh, I think the sound that she said to let, I was just say like, Hey, like something like that. And she said, put your dominant foot in the front of you and your non-dominant foot behind you. So you're stabilizing that way. So I go up there. I'm not afraid at all. I'm not concerned at all. I know I'm going to break the board. I put my board on the chair. I wait until the person at the station beside me is like ready to go as well. And I, I bring, I get in my stance. Uh, my, my left leg is actually more dominant. I'm right-handed, but my left leg is not. So my left leg is in the front. My right leg is in the back. I, um, raise my arm up into the air. I make a fist and then I bring my hand down. I strike the board. Uh, I go all the way through, right? So I don't just like hit the board and stop. I go, I let my hand go all the way through. I don't remember if I shouted or yelled or not. I, I don't remember. 
And as soon as I struck the board and I release, I pick my board up and my wrist bone, you know, your wrist bone, like right on the outside pinky, the pinky side of your wrist, right on the outside edge, my wrist bone, like just a little bone, like just on the tip of the bone, it literally feels like I busted my arm open. You know, when you like fall and scrape something and you know, it drew blood and you're like afraid to look down at it. That's what it felt like. I was like, oh my gosh, I have just like busted open my wrist on that bone. And it felt like I had last, it felt like I had a laceration on it. I was, I was afraid to look at it. So I feel that pain and it is painful. And I even have pain, like going all the way up my arm into my shoulder. And I'm like, okay, don't make a face. Don't look at your wrist. Don't hold it. Like be tough, be strong. And so I pick my board up. I'm like, don't want to look at my wrist. I don't even want to touch it. Go back to my seat. And I sit there. Takes me about a minute before I decide to look at my wrist. It's not even red. So there's no scratches on it. There's no lacerations. It's not bloody and bleeding. It feels like that though. So I'm sitting in my chair. Now, because I was one of the first ones to go, I have the opportunity to sit in my seat and I get to watch everybody else go. And so one by one, everyone's going up there and you could tell who was a little doubtful, a little worried, a little concerned, wondering if they're going to be able to break it. By the way, every single person at that event broke their board on the first try. So nobody had to try more than one time. So one by one, I just start noticing something about everybody who's going up there. And I'm noticing the thoughts that I'm having as I watch everybody else break their board. And I'm thinking to myself, one by one, wow, she like literally tapped that board. Are you serious? Why is she not going for it? Oh my gosh, she like barely tapped it and didn't even follow through. My goodness, I like, you know, brought my arm back and like slammed down on that board. And so one by one, I'm noticing something that really stands out to me. When I went up and struck the board, I put forth a lot of effort. So it was a lot of effort. There was a lot of force, which is why I hit my wrist and hurt my wrist. I shouldn't say I hurt it. It's not hurt. It's not injured. You know, it's fine. I actually, it's over a week later. And when I touch it, it's still a little tender. Like I can tell it's like probably bruised on the inside. No discoloration on the outside though, but it's, I can feel it there. I don't think there's a bruise there. No. So I'm noticing everybody else really is striking the board like it is as thin as a cracker. And I struck the board like it was as thin as cinder block. Now, the interesting thing is we all got the same result. Every single person broke the board on the first try, no matter how lightly or how forcefully they struck the board. And I remember back to a time, I believe I was probably 26 years old. I might have been 27. I was teaching high school. And the guy beside me were the same age. We started teaching at the same time. Really great friends. We were from the same county. Didn't go to the same schools growing up, but I knew him. But we're both in our 20s. It's our first career. And he said to me one time when we were locking up, or he was locking up his classroom to leave. And he would leave his classroom every day. He would already have his kids lined up. He would have the lights off. He would have his backpack and his keys in his hand. And when the last student walked out the door, he would lock it and he left. 
And that was the last you saw him. The janitors were kicking me out of the school building when they were ready to leave. Can't believe they didn't give me a key. He was also one of the last, I mean, his kids at the beginning of the day would be lined up at his door waiting for him to come to class to unlock the door. I had already been in my classroom for an hour and a half. I would get there at 630 in the morning. He'd get there when the tardy bell rang. And he's walking out of his class. I'm standing out of the, at my front door as the kids are leaving. And he looks at me and he goes, you do realize we both get paid the same amount of money and you're working five times harder than I am. You're not getting paid any more than me. And I remembered that conversation. And I remembered that moment when I'm sitting in my seat at the Game On Live event, having broken my board with now my wrist is hurting. And I'm watching all these other gentlemen and women barely tap their board and they get these same result. And so the big takeaway was for me was there are other people putting forth a fraction of the effort I'm putting forth. Call it effort, call it force, call it push, call it work, whatever you want to call it. That all kind of lives in the same world. They're putting forth a fraction of the effort I am or that I believe I am and getting the same result. Now, we could also argue that it's not just brute force. It's also what are the activities that we're engaged in? What are the strategies that we're engaged in? What are the tactics that we're using? And how are we utilizing our energy? So it isn't just force. It isn't just effort. It's, you know, some people will say work smarter, not harder. And I think this is partially what they mean by that. So that was a very good opportunity for me to evaluate in my daily life, whether it's life or business or relationship or anything, where am I thinking and believing that in order for me to be deserving or worthy or to get a result and feel like I earned the result, where am I pushing, shoving, forcing, putting forth more effort, overworking, overthinking, overdoing it. I call it over-efforting to get the same result that someone else is getting by either working less or working smarter or being more strategic or being more creative or imaginative or leveraging something I'm not leveraging. Because I th- I think for me, that lesson, lesson wasn't just about I'm working hours or I'm I'm working more hours than someone else, or I'm working harder than someone else. I don't really work more hours than other people. I wouldn't say that's my thing. I think it's all the other stuff that I just said. So it was a really big lesson for me. And I wanted to share that with you because it was such a, it was such a demonstration. It was, it was right in front of my eyes. I could see it. It wasn't just someone telling me, Hey, you're over efforting. Hey, you don't have to work that hard. Hey, go do these activities instead of these activities. And when it comes to our business, you know, one of the, in fact, the most important place for all of us to be focusing is on a daily basis, the first thing every single day, what does our business need in order to stay afloat, survive, to continue to be in business? And I'm not just talking to people who are struggling here. This is for everybody at any level and any stage. It's cash flow. You need cash flow. Where does your cash flow come from in business? Especially if you're listening to this and you are a service provider, it comes from sales. That's where your revenue comes from, which is where your cash flow comes from. When 
Should you be focusing on generating cash flow and revenue and sales in your business on a daily basis? Well, number one, every single day. And number two, first thing every single day. And if we can take care of that, it actually takes care of a lot of our other problems in our business. So where are we over-efforting, over-working, over-analyzing, over-thinking, over-evaluating, over-planning, over-doing? Where are we overing it? Overing it. Where are we overing it in all these other areas, but maybe not in the category of revenue? And by focusing on revenue generating activities and cash flow and sales, first thing every day to start your day, how might that help us turn the overing around? So I hope this story, this example was super helpful and valuable for you to hear. If you are someone who overdoes it, who overforces, over pushes, over thinks, over complicates, over efforts, over anything, just know I can be that person as well. And I'm so grateful for the board breaking exercise. I'm so grateful that I hurt my wrist. I'm so grateful that I went first. I'm so grateful that I got to see 90 other people break their boards because what it showed me is that other folks were giving a fraction of the effort, but we all got the same result. We all got the same result. So if you love this episode, I would so appreciate if you would leave us a five-star review and also share this out on social media, on any of your platforms, make a little post about it, share it with your friends and colleagues. It is practically the only way that we increase our listenership here at the Built to Last show. I would be honored for you to leave a review and share it out with others. Until next time, remember to design a life and business that is built to last. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.